This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now onto the show. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, daily conversations with Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith, while build a thriving business that honors Him in every way. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is episode 177, brought to you by Podcasting with Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard, and become an influential voice in your industry with a podcast. And yes, I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Now, my guest today says networking is not about wrapping up names or racking up names or a huge stack of business cards. At the end of the day, it's about building strong, genuine relationships, which is what really matters and those are going to change your life and of course your business now joining me on today's show is hannah brooks hannah is a social skills networking coach and she's also the founder of the leading lady where she empowers female entrepreneurs to confidently build strong genuine connections that allows them to build their businesses and to thrive so she is a laughter addict she is an adventurer and she is obsessed with community and hannah lives in vancouver va with her husband spencer and their little boy weston and a soon to be born baby girl Now, on today's show specifically, Hannah is going to share that as someone who struggled with anxiety for much of her life, she's been able to not only champion over it, but use it and the lessons that she's learned through that to become a stronger woman and business owner. She's going to share some insights around that. She's also going to talk about if you struggle with forging connections with those around you, there's a limit to how far and your you or your business will grow. And she's also going to talk about that she's obsessed with community because that is where she truly believes where the magic happens. Welcome to the show, Hannah. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. This is an area that uh, many business owners, women and men, can struggle with, particularly when they're thinking about building connections, speaking with people they don't yet know, and the thought of introducing yourself to a stranger and starting up that conversation can bring all sorts of fear for people. And if they struggle with anxiety, that makes it uh, so much worse for them. So I'm glad you're going to be talking into this topic because it's something that you used to struggle with, anxiety for much of your life and now you love connections you love building community and empowering the way to help others do the same tell me when you look back through the the stage if you will of of dealing with your anxiety and and becoming far more comfortable with speaking with others building those connections and then making a decision you know what I want to found the leading lady and start to empower other women was that a general progress for you or is that something that once you started to become more familiar with and comfortable with the the networking, you thought, I need to take this message to the world. How did that transition for you? 
Yeah. So I think my anxiety that I struggled with was much more of a general anxiety just in all areas of my life. I struggled mm. with it, uh, excuse me, with it when I was a really young teen, but I didn't really understand honestly until the last three or four years, really being able to identify and um, find strategies to combat that and to really overcome it. So my anxiety was not as so much of a socially uh, slanted anxiety. Um, it was a lot of internal stuff that I was dealing with as well, um, which translates, of course, to relationships, interactions with people. Um, and I just, that's no way to live. That's just mm. a terrible way to live. Um, so when I uh, started to come out of that, just in my own personal life and mm. with my relationship with Christ and being married to my husband and just learning all of these things, I really realized through talking with other um, business owners that the lessons I was learning, the skills that God had naturally put inside of me to build relationships were something that other business owners were craving and were needing. And I had no idea. Mm -hmm. I just thought like, this is something God has made me, God's made me a connector, um, connecting conversation skills. Those are, God has burned those into my <laughs> being, if you will. And so when I started realizing that that was something that God had, had given me as a gift that I could pass on. It was like, whoa, okay, this is something I can pursue. Yes, wonderful. And it is, it certainly is. And I know for many people, myself included, the idea of going to networking events where I don't know anybody, and particularly when you see a group of people who may know already each other, it can be really difficult to kind of weave your way in there and introduce yourself to, to others. So. I think that's uh, so important. So let's dive into some of these insights you want to share with people today. So as I said in the introduction and what you've just uh, just kind of recapped, you did struggle with anxiety for most of your life. And so you've been able to champ oh, champion over that and now use those lessons to become a stronger woman and a, a business owner. What was the greatest insight you learned looking back to that period? Um. I think one of the biggest things, uh, again, coming from anxiety was that God, you really can walk through the fire and not be burned. And I think a lot of us, we hear that verse, right? And it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, whatever. And I, I know I've grown up in the church. I've, you know, would be considered a Christian my whole life. And mm -hmm. I think only until the last, you know, few years have I really believed God and taken him up on that. Mm -hmm. um, and God can take any struggle and for me it was my anxiety and if you let him use it he will transform you and give you strengths you never knew you had yeah so all right so you get to a stage where you you know you are struggling with something and you need to often take that first step to allow him to start working in your life so that he can heal and strengthen you can you remember what point and if not why i'm asking you this question if someone recognizes maybe that they are struggling with anxiety or something else what was it that had you come to the decision to go, you know what, I need to give this over, I need to work on this so that it no longer keeps me stuck? What was that for you? I honestly got fed up with the way that it made me feel and mm -hmm. it was debilitating. Um, I remember the last really big uh, panic attack I had, it was Christmas, it was the day after Christmas, I think, a few years ago. And it was so bad that I almost, we almost didn't go visit my family wow. and it, it, um, we had to drive like an hour. And I just remember they always happened for me at night and it was really bad. And I remember thinking, this is not, this is not the way that I should be living. And then mm -hmm. learning that God, this is not God's desire for, for our lives. Mm -hmm. If you, if no matter what you struggle with, if you have something 
that's that big, you're not living in freedom and we're called to live in freedom. And so it was kind of like, okay. And I had been seeing a counselor at that point and I've been helping, but I think that was like, that was a really big moment for me. It was like, mm. I, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. This isn't okay. Yes. Once you get to that decision, so important, isn't it? Because it's almost like you're in the process of, I'm going to set in that intention that there, mm -hmm. something has to be done. I need to do something differently. So what was that for you? Because I'm sure that there are many people who are watching and listening today or even the recording that may very well relate to having panic attacks and, and real anxiety. So what was the next step you took after that? I think one of the biggest things for me was publicly acknowledging, and I'm not talking about making a big, you know, Facebook mm. post or whatever, but um, talking about it. Uh, I think there's a lot of, it's getting better, but there's a still a stigma for mm. mental health. And um, I honestly was completely unaware of kind of that world of yeah. mental health positivity. And for me talking about it and being really honest with people mm -hmm. and saying, you know, hey, I struggle. And it's amazing when you start talking people come out of the woodwork and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you said something. I've been that way too. And I couldn't believe how many of my friends would identify with that. And there's, mm -hmm. there's strength in that. Yes. And being able to not be ashamed allows you to find people who can help you. Yeah. I love that you've said that because so often, whatever we are struggling with, the fact of trying or the idea of sharing that is so scary because you feel that people are going to judge you, that they're going to look at you differently. But once you have that courage to step forward and start to share that with some of the people closest to you and in your community, you realize how many other people are struggling with the same thing and not saying anything, or they are there willing and ready to, to support you. So from there, where, where did you go? Was it you, you sought professional help? You said you saw a counselor. What were the steps for you that you took then? Yeah, so I had been seeing a counselor um, since my first son was born. That was kind of when a lot of it started. And mm. so um, that was a good uh, first step for me, I think, into that, you know, seeing a counselor and that whole world. Um, which if anyone's listening and you're terrified of seeing a counselor, don't be, it was literally the best decision of my life. Um, I see a Christian counselor and she, it's amazing what God does. But mm -hmm. anyway, so I'd been seeing uh, her and just doing a lot of um, honest admitting with myself. Mm -hmm. Like if there was something, and sometimes it's, it's not necessarily things people would be, think uh, badly of you about, but you still feel ashamed. Like, mm -hmm. why do I, am I nervous about this? Or why does this bother me? But getting to the point where you can say, this bothers me, I don't like this, or whatever your reality is, um, being able to speak those and bring them into the light mm -hmm. um, and let God and just say, okay, this is a mess. I don't like it. Let's work on it, God. Yeah. <laughs> and, and being able to do that. And for me, um, being able to take little steps, whether it was just like a little thing or mm -hmm. it was a massive breakthrough, um, allowed me to start to kind of the flywheel started turning a little bit like okay and little steps that's all it takes is little steps yeah I love that that you've explained that you know because so often as Christians and we know that we're you know we can pray and we can be healed and so forth yet God will often put people who are skilled in counselors and other professionals who've got the ability and the know-how to be able to support us so whilst we can certainly spend time in prayer and get the real spiritual healing there's practical things that we can do as well and I think you know the combination of those things 
what we what we really should seek if we feel that we, we need that additional support. And I think there should never be any shame, any criticism or judgment a, around that. Because I'm sure if you look back now, the support that you've received from that counsellor has given you some of those practical step, um, techniques and things to be able to, even on your own, take a step back, look at certain situations and then use new ways of thinking and the way that you talk to yourself to approach challenges, which happen is just as normal part of everyday life. Would you say that's a fair uh, comment oh, to make? Yeah, yeah, it's been amazing because I think initially, and everybody's different obviously, and everybody's journey is different. But for me in the beginning, I saw her quite frequently. And um, as, as time goes on and I got stronger, you know, you see her, the intervals are, are longer. And I found that just when you have the tools, when someone has blessed you and equipped you with those tools, mm. you do, you hit in a, a situation and you're like, oh, wow. I remember the first time I, I realized that I encountered something that would have given me a panic attack. And I looked at my husband and I said, I was okay. Mm. I was fine. And it was, it was so great because I grew and I, and I saw it and it was so ex like, I'm still just, <laughs> I don't even remember what it was, but I'm just like, I did it. I did it. And it's, it does happen and mm -hmm. it's, it's, you don't have to force it, you no. know, it's just, but it does, it happens. Yeah. And so often I think we are our own worst critics and oh, yes. the self-talk and when we're able to learn different techniques and, and obviously spend time with God, with the Lord in prayer and, uh, you know, read through and capture some of those beautiful verses that helps us realize that there's peace and comfort in, in and through knowing him. Uh, we find that we really can move through far quicker and far more able to uh, any challenges and, and things like that, which is fabulous. So thank you for being uh, someone who can then share that because for many of us, as you say, there may be a little bit of stigma there, but thankfully now we're being able to speak about that far more openly and you know, stuff happens. And if we've got the tools and the resources to be able to deal with that, that really helps us uh, yeah, overcome those. Now let's talk about if we struggle to forge connections with those around you, there's going to be a limit on how far you and your business will grow, which is so, so true. What are some insights that you can help us with if we do struggle with forging connections that helps us get over that anxiety of doing that uh, and being able to do that much more, much better and in a way that we feel more comfortable and confident in? Yeah, so I think one of the biggest mistakes people make when trying to forge connections, and this could be business, this can be personal, um, is when you are conscious of the fact that you're trying to build a relationship, suddenly we become incapacitated. It's like mm -hmm. when someone puts you on the spot, it's like you could know the information, but suddenly you can't think of it. Mm -hmm. And I think people get in a situation where they become so stilted and it doesn't become the real you. It's not the natural you that we would see at the grocery store or something where you'd really connect and see a real, a real interaction. Um, we get very forced and it's, everything is cut and dried and we feel like we have to have note cards and these lines that we have to use. And you don't build relationships that way. Um, you can, but they're not really great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they're, they're awkward. And, um, and so for me, in my experience, I've seen the most beautiful relationships grow when people are just able to be relaxed. Mm -hmm. And so I, I always say, don't, don't go into it with an agenda. And obviously you, you have goals. Um, mm -hmm. and I think that's different a lot. You know, my goal might be, I would like to get to know you and I would like to see if there's a future, uh, for us to work together, mm -hmm. but my agenda isn't going to be, um, 
how can I squeeze something out of you? How can I make this all about me? Um, forget that it's, it's not about you. It has nothing to do with you. <laughs> it's about you adding value and how can you make the person feel comfortable? Yes. Um, so one of my biggest tips for conversation, especially with someone you've never met, is uh, think of your little conversation like a little party and yourself as the host. And how can you, a good host is going to make someone feel relaxed and valued and comfortable. And how can you do that with your words? Can you be interested with your body language? Look at them. Don't ignore them. You know, mm. um, think of yourself as, as kind of that facilitator role. And I think it, it relaxes people because you're not paying attention to you. You're, yes. you're focused on them. Yeah. I love that because as you said, um, if you put any agendas there and, and as women particularly I think we always think relationships first I'm not saying that men don't do this but I think as women when we assume that there needs to be some agendas there it completely puts us off because we want to have that relationship first now whether that turns into business down the track who knows but it could be that we could refer other people to to that business owner or they could refer and vice versa. So if you find that you are attending a networking event, say that you've never been there before, what are some tips around opening a conversation? Because sometimes when the ice has been broken and you start talking with someone, then that's when the conversation really flows. But it's those opening few seconds or minutes, the words that uh, we find a little bit fearful. So what are some things that perhaps you do quite naturally that you can share with us today? Yeah, one of my favorite things to do, and it sounds so elementary, but it works every single time, is I like to pick something that I see about the person. And that sounds really superficial, but I'll explain. Um, I like to find something physical that I notice that anybody could notice. So it's not a creepy kind of stalker moment. Um, but for example, uh, if they're wearing a pair of boots that I think are really cool, uh, or their bag is interesting, or their, it could be anything. Um, I love to bring that up. Because not only is it, it has nothing to do with business. It's not, it's not intrusive, right? right? They're wearing it. Everyone knows they're wearing it. Um, and just say, oh, I, I love your boots. Those are so great. Where did you get them? Right. And obviously, you know, depending on the, if it's a man or a woman, it, <laughs> you flavor it a little differently, but um, especially like woman to woman, you know, mm. oh, wow, you look really, and then that starts a conversation. Oh yeah, I got these here. Oh, I love that store. Oh, I've been meaning to go there or, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. And then that can just kind of naturally build. Um, I love doing that because it's not, it, it, it's not awkward. Most yeah. people don't feel uncomfortable mm -hmm. mentioning something that's just so easy like that. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And, and, and actually, as you were sharing that, I remember reading something about that on LinkedIn, a comment. And I said, well, if you if it was for a woman, we certainly would. Oh, I love your shoes. Love it. Uh, with a man, it might be a tie or whatever briefcase, mm -hmm. you know. But I think what's really important is that there has to be that authenticity there, doesn't there? As yeah. you said, it has to be something. And you know something else, and I'm sure... You, you know, you speak into this as well. When we realize that many other people who are at that networking meeting probably feeling a little bit hesitant as well, they're just waiting for someone to come up to them to talk. And, and it's almost like a relief. Someone's actually, you know, finding me yes. or, or, or have found me and, and now are opening up that conversation. So how often do you get that, that people say that they're nervous as well, yes? Oh, yes. And it's funny that you, you would mention that, um, you know, people are waiting because yeah. it's so true. And I've actually started and I'm, I mean, I, nobody's perfect. And I still do this where it's like, oh, I don't I don't know if I'm you know ready to talk to somebody or whatever. 
but um, I've actually started being much more bold and just taking the initiative. Mm -hmm. Like if there's somebody that I see, whether it's someone I know I want to talk to, or um, I was at a networking event a few months ago and I went by myself and I didn't know anybody else that was going. And uh, I walked in and there were a couple girls. I got there a little early and they were arriving as well. And I could tell they were friends. They'd come together. And, um, but I didn't know anybody. And so I think I just, we were talking about, I mentioned whatever drink we were picking up or something, mm -hmm. I don't know, before we went in. And pretty soon I had gathered like four or five women who'd kind of all come alone or whatever. And they were all sitting with me. And I, it, it looked like I brought this big posse with me. And it was hilarious because somebody else came down who I didn't know either. Mm -hmm. And she goes, oh, did you bring all these people with you? And I said, no, I just met them. But people are just waiting yeah. for somebody else to include them. Mm -hmm. And it, sometimes it's as easy as saying, oh, hire, you know, oh, are you here too? You know, yeah. do you have anybody with you? You know, come sit, oh, here's an empty chair. Mm -hmm. And that's all it, it needs sometimes, you know? And I left with, you know, all these new friends and I had mm -hmm. business cards and people were saying, oh, we need to get coffee and let's, here's, please yeah. email me if you, when your thing comes out. And so people are just waiting, just mm -hmm. they're waiting and, and don't be shy because they're shy too. Yeah. I love something you said earlier on. I just want to touch on this again, because I think this puts a whole different mindset as individuals. If we imagine that we are hosting an event, if we put that mindset on, then we are more willing, well, I would imagine, I'd hope so, to go up to people <laughs> who are on their own and maybe introduce groups to, to, you know, if someone's on their own, introduce them to that group so that they can become part of that conversation. Because I think when you go with a mindset of being that authentic, but, but a collaborator, a communicator, everyone's nerves are relaxed. People start to feel a bit more confident, but that energy that you bring resonates with people just exactly like you said before you knew it there was a whole other group of women who had also come to that event on their own but they just resonated towards you because you took that first step to introduce yourself and and start that conversation now you say you're obsessed with community because you truly believe that that's where the magic happens maybe there's some insights or some examples that uh, you can share that have come about through the fact that you're, you've reached out, you've started these uh, communications and now really started to build solid relationships. What insights do you want to share here? Yeah, well, I think the biggest one that probably a lot of listeners can uh, relate to has just been my interactions with the church and the mm -hmm. body of Christ. Um, I mean, I think business, there's definitely business transformations, but obviously the number one transformation in my life has been what Jesus has done. Mm -hmm. And so for me, just that that thriving community and what it means to live actively in that mm -hmm. has really um, changed everything for me. And I think living out of that, I've realized that because that is so powerful and, and it doesn't have to be, obviously that's the most powerful form of, of community, but all forms of community are powerful. And if I can be a part of bringing other women in who don't have that experience mm -hmm. into some form of community by giving them the tools, then that's a way that um, I can bless them and lift them up. And mm -hmm. so for me, the church definitely has been huge. Um, but finding other groups of, of women like me, I think when you work online a lot or everything is via the internet, uh, it's very lonely mm -hmm. and it's very easy to segregate yourself and feel like when when you're celebrating, you're celebrating alone. And when you're struggling, you're struggling alone. Mm -hmm. um, we Google everything. So we don't necessarily have to ask a real person. And so for me, finding even online communities of women 
who can celebrate with you, who can answer questions. Um, and it's not just women. I'm a part of other groups too that mm-hmm. co-ed, but um, really being intentional about finding people who not only I can pour into, but who can pour into me and call me out on things. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that's necessarily the best way to do it. Or mm-hmm. have you considered this? Um, I've just, in every way, business-wise, relationship-wise, Jesus-wise, mm-hmm. that's where where my life has radically changed. And so that's why I'm so passionate about, you know, making sure that everybody deserves that in some form. Mm, yes. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I think, you know, as as Christians, um, entrepreneurs, and, and we're wanting to build kingdom-focused businesses, I think that how we relate to one another, you know, compassion, empathy, that listening ear, that friendliness, I think when we lead with that, even for people that we meet in various networking events who don't have, uh, you know, who don't have faith or are not uh, believers, that can be the light uh, in their in their life, if you will. And of course, if we're not, uh, if we're too shy and, and we're not reaching out and just interacting with people, as you say, in a very authentic way, friendly way, no agendas at all, then that could just be the possibility where that kindness, that generosity, that friendliness uh, is what opens the door to strong relationships, but also just, you know, certainly showcasing Jesus and the love that he has, mm-hmm. you know, even for, for them. Share with us, if you will, Hannah, a little bit more about uh, the, the services, the programs, all of that good stuff that, that you offer. And of course, how can people get uh, in contact with you? Yeah. So um, as you said before, I'm founder of The Leading Lady. And so I focus on female entrepreneurs. I do actually have a few men subscribers, but mostly women. Um, but I've chosen to focus on women just because I, I am a woman and I feel like I really understand their needs. And so for me, I have based that on the fact that we talked about everybody deserves community. And so I'm here to help people who struggle with that. So I focus a lot on social skills and um, I do touch on networking, but the root of that is social skills. So a lot about how to have uh, conversations that are genuine and you don't have to be super outgoing. You don't have to be an extrovert. Um, God made introverts for a reason Mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with you if you're an introvert, Um, but there are skills that you can learn and you can be an introvert who is an amazing friend maker. Mm -hmm. And so I talk a lot about the, uh, I dissect a lot of conversations and we talk about how conversations are built, the parts of conversations that people may struggle with. Um, so I focus a lot on that, um, and then broader networking things Mm. as well. Um, so I do a lot of that. And so I have a blog, uh, that's on my website, which is just the leadinglady.co. Um, and actually for if a free download, I have a guide, a 36 page guide called the female entrepreneurs ultimate guide to small talk. And that I've had a lot of good feedback on that. So you're welcome to have it. It's my gift to you. It's, (laughs) it talks a lot about that um about in that in more detail but mm. yeah mostly focused on conversations and how to build those strong strong um skills so that you can talk to anybody mm. anywhere and be your genuine self without having to feel like you're putting on an act yeah and that mask which we just do not want to do so of course we'll put all of those <laughs> links to your website uh, over on ambitious entrepreneur network.com forward slash TCE177. One of the things that I'm doing for all of my guests, Hannah, is just to finish the show with a word of prayer. May I do that for you today? 
Yes, please. I would love that. Fantastic. Father, thank you for the opportunity to speak with Hannah today where she could really share some insights around how she overcame anxiety just to be the hope and possibility for others who are listening or watching that too may be struggling with that. Father, as we said, there is just no shame at all if we are struggling with that. We just need to seek, mm. seek help, professional help, so that they can then teach us some practical skills and techniques as well, of course, as leaning into you and uh, bringing that forward to you in prayer. Father, we just want to uphold Hannah in the work that she is doing. Father, we know how important it is to develop strong relationships, yet sometimes for some of us that can be really nerve-wracking. But as we've um, heard today and Hannah's shared her insights, there are some key steps that will allow us to build relationships that are authentic and that are so meaningful. Father, we just want to uphold her, her work, her clients, and of course those people who are listening and watching today, that they too can start to implement some of the insights, and that'll make a real difference in how they relate to others, how they build strong relationships, and ultimately how we can all continue to build kingdom-focused businesses to your glory. Father, we ask this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so very much for coming on the show. I loved speaking Thank with you. It's you. so very important and look forward. I'm sure many people who have listened and watched today will certainly reach out and get some of those conversation starters and, you know, <laughs> certainly, and that'll allow them just to break the ice in a far more confident way so that those relationships that then follow can be strong relationships that they can continue to nurture for future growth, whether it be friendships, collegial relationships, or even client relationships too. So thanks once again for coming on the show. Thank you. You've been listening to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, brought to you by podcastingwithpurpose.com. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your own podcast? Access our free podcast training, including no-cost and low-cost tools and podcast production workflow checklist to get you started at www.podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. That's podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>